Hey, patrons, it's me. I just want to thank you for supporting the show. Couldn't do it without you. I want to say hi. What's up? How you doing? It's, uh, don't know what time it is there, but I hope you're cozy. Thanks, thanks for the support. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thinking, thought, you know, thoughts, uh, uh, physical feelings, emotional sensations, uh, tra- travel, weather, uh, whatever's keeping you awake. I'd like to take your mind off that to distract you. So I'm going to create a safe place. The way I'm going to do it, uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, you know, overly described. The main thing is I try to be friendly and welcoming and give you a place where you can relax and catch some breaths and and kind of sink into your bed. Uh, Because I know what it's like staying awake and thinking and tossing and turning. If you're new here, I want to personally welcome you. Even though this whole podcast, I'm personally doing everything here voice-wise. Uh, but I want to personally say thanks for coming by. I want to tell you kind of what to expect, which is uh, we start off the show with five minutes of business. Uh, like uh, If you're new, it's not important to listen to. If you regularly listen to, it's kind of critical if you want to keep relying on the podcast to listen to that stuff and, and act on it. But if you're new here, you could kind of just skip over that. Then we have an intro that's about 12 to 15 minutes, uh, kind of a show within a show. And that's uh, that's how I kind of introduce the show and uh, attempt to explain it and make you, like, set the mood. I guess uh, I guess that's uh, usually when they say set the mood, it means romantically or romantically as a metaphor. This is more, this is a plutonic setting of the mood. The only way this could be more plutonic is if we get, if we got it going on Pluto, you know, because I'm setting the mood of friendship. How come they don't say that? Like, uh, Pat, Pat, you know, how would you set the mood for friendship, Scoots? Well, a good question. Backpatting. Thumbs up. I'm good. I do a lot of thumbs up. Uh, I always see pictures of Nick Weiger from Doughboys giving thumbs up. I also do a lot of thumbs up. Uh, smiling, I try, like, I don't do a lot of smiling, but, but I'm smiling now. Can you feel it? I'm smiling. Uh, I'm saying, hey, welcome to this safe place. Uh, welcome to sleep with me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, so that's uh, setting the mood, saying, hey, I think like like setting the mood for friendship, you'd say, hey, hey, what's up? Good to see you. I, I do say that. Uh, I'd say, you like, if, if it was a physical place, I'd say, you, what do you, how do you feel? You want to wear your shoes in or do you want to take them off? Uh, whatever feels more comfortable to you. So that would be another way I'd set the mood. I don't know. I don't think you need can- – with friendships, you don't need candlelight. Uh, you could have candles with friendship. Uh, more than likely, it would be a campfire versus candles. But I can think of some ways to set the mood with – like if you're playing Legos by candlelight. I've done that. Pretty nice. Uh, reading, like uh, reading uh, by candlelight is uh, – I think it's pretty plutonic. If it's not, it's a sign that the relationship's going to be plutonic. Trust me on that one. 
say, well, I got these candles going. What do, we, what do you say? We, we read it. Yeah, let's do some reading. Well, I was thinking of uh, reading you some uh, sound. No, no, I was going to read uh, you know, Plasticity of the Mammalian Brain to, to myself. Okay, so, you know, so that's Plutonic. Uh, stirring stuff, maybe stirring some cocoa. Like, you think drinks, Plutonic drinks versus uh, non-Plutonic versus romantic drinks. Like uh, hot cocoa, I guess in most of you, hot, to- hot cocoa, you're right, you're right, the proprietors of, of whatever you call them, bread and, bre- bed and breakfast, with bre- bread and breakfast, uh, hot cocoa can be romantic, uh, but usually it's not drank, like, uh, it's like served, but then, you know, the romance starts, uh, like after a cold rain or something, while the hot cocoa is like, a, you know, you know, then... Something else, love gets made while after the hot cocoa gets made before it gets drank. Uh, at least in my, you know, way, you know, way, my daydreams, that's what happens. So mostly hot cocoa be plutonic versus wine would be romantic for, I can't drink wine, but, uh, and whining is not romantic, not really plutonic, but like venting would be. It'd say, hey, go ahead and vent. I'm here to listen. Uh, for sure, with this podcast, you can vent all you want. I'll listen uh, nonstop. Uh, you could even talk over me. That's another thing with this podcast. So I'll think other Plutonic stuff maybe, but if you're new, so you don't need to listen to this podcast. That's one Plutonic. Like, uh, that would be one. I don't know if that is a Plutonic ideal. Is Plato and Plutonic related? Platonic? I guess it'd be Platonic. Maybe it is, though. I think it is. Uh, I don't know. Holy, the Aristotle, Aristotelian part of my brain just, uh, it threw a book about the Socratic method right in my head, but I ducked, uh, and I see, I, I was going to say, and take it to the symposium, but it, like, anyway, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. I honestly don't know what I was saying. I got mixed up on my way to, uh, the Oedipalian ball. Well, I'm just pandering to one part of the classical part of my brain. I got like four brain cells out of whatever four billion. I mean, not all of them work. I know that, but uh, that are classics fans. And they say, well, can you give me some actual? And they say, no, we're only we're only four brain cells here in a sea of goop. What do you we can we can. It's like Waldorf and Stadler from the Muppets. Uh, I wonder if they were ever dressed in, like, Roman, you know, with uh, Roman guard and olive branches and stuff. Anyway, if you're new here, so you don't need to listen to this podcast. It's silly and it's a little bit strange, but you can listen while it distracts you. And then ideally, I'll escort you across the threshold from wake to sleep where you feel comfortable enough to kind of just drift off. At least that's the plan. So that's a, that's part one. Uh, let's see, part two, is there part two? Oh, part two, so you don't need to listen, uh, and it's a sleep podcast, you don't need to feel any pressure to fall asleep, I make the shows about an hour, so you have plenty of time to get there, and this isn't like a sleep solution, it's more of a sleep offering, you know, that's, I guess, blue tonic, it's like, uh, here, try, try out the, you know, try this game, might be fun, hey, listen to this podcast, those are what friends do, I don't know, like, uh, that doesn't really tie to like romance versus friendship, but uh, 
I guess you could leave. You say, well, geez, you like, uh, you know, whatever. Invis- you're waiting for Invisibility's new season two? Whoa, boy. Uh, maybe let's give him something to talk about. Are you also Reba? Do you like Reba? Did Reba sing that song? She did not. Are you sure? Was it Shania or Reba? I think it was Reba. You don't know. Okay. Well, how about that Invisibility Season 3? I thought we could listen to that together. And then I could figure out the Reba part. Then we could figure out, is it Cheryl Cheryl Crow that sings that? Actually, I prefer to just say it's Reba no matter. I think I could, like, I think I was, I should have quit when I was ahead when I said just Reba, right? Anyways, how about we listen to podcasts by podcasts by Candlelights? Somebody get over to that New York Times podcasting group and tell them about that. Because there's this whole collective, this show is actually collective listening. Everybody's listening for the most part, like 90% of, you know, bedtime. Probably, like, uh, I, I do actually, this is, now I'm way off, to, not that I was ever on topic, but I did get hooked. This was something my mom got me. I guess hooked is a strong word, but, uh, like, those uh, not flameless candles, the LED candles, I have those. Uh, my bathroom light doesn't work. It worked, like, for four months, I think, uh, four years ago. And, again, if you listen to this you know, my, 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 uh, Things don't happen quickly around my apartment, no matter who's in charge of it uh, or whom. I mean, I can go to the ba- like I can go to the bathroom with like sixty, seventy percent, you know, I, I, like in the dark. Uh, but you know, I don't want my daughter like so. My daughter getting scared, so I have like uh, four flameless candles uh, in the bathroom at nighttime. It, may, it creates a nice mood, <laughs> mood to you know, just mood to brush your teeth by. And, uh, I prefer, I prefer myself in, I prefer myself in regular candlelight. And then, uh, I'll take flameless candlelight second, uh, take flameless candles for 400, Alec. Uh, what is, uh, what, what is this uh, rambling, uh, by scooter? Yes. The, 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 I said, I did state it as a question, Alec. I'm sorry. Is it, what is Mr. Trebek? I'm sorry. You're right. Excuse me. So, yeah, I do have those flameless candles. Those are definitely plutonic. I would say even that might be, like, a, one step beyond that, like, associative. You say, well, we're not plutonic. We're more associates. Uh, so let's stick to those battery-powered candles. Because uh, at least the ones I have, once you figure out the pattern, the mathematical pattern that it's basing it on, actually, it never bothers me. I think for some people, it might get on your nerves. For me... I try to like uh, get, let myself like sometimes I'll meditate by that maybe not meditate fugue state by uh, three different electric candles or whatever you want to call them electric candles was that ever that sounds like a movie Matt Dillon was in like you know don't you think Matt is anybody work with Matt Dillon uh, pitch him we could come up with a plot electric candles uh, starring Matt Dillon. You're right. Yeah, we should get Paul Giamatti in it. You're, you're great. Great point. I, I think you're like, uh, I think you're onto something. Anybody else? Sandra Bullock. I'll take it. I'll take it for. I'll take Sandra Bullock for one thousand. Alec. What is Electric Candles? Uh, Oscar. It won the Oscar. Whoa, boy. Oh, it was already uh, in 2010. Oh, sorry about that. Turns out I didn't know about that. Uh, is it was that the same year as Hope Floats came out, or no? 
Oh, sorry, Mr. Trebek. So anyway, back to my podcast listeners. Uh, don't, so, uh, yeah, we got options. Uh, I guess in this podcast is one option, a sleep option that's out there to try and see if it could help you fall asleep. And uh, that's it. Like, uh, you don't need to listen. I, hopefully I take your mind off stuff. I would pause it during that whole can. That was a candle, in, candle interlude. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, I'm saying that, you know, post-haste or whatever, but I don't even know what post-haste means. But uh, you know what I mean. Like uh, Monday morning, halfway through the intro morning quarterbacking. Uh, but I, I would say that up until that little snafu there with the English language, uh, you probably did take your mind off stuff thinking about candles. And, I mean, what what could be nicer than uh, Legos by candle? Only supervised by adults only, or like electric, flameless candles. You know, listening to the soundtrack from electric candles, uh, featuring a solo by Reba, the title song Electric Candles by Reba. I think, I think, you know, this kind of sometimes this stuff does write, write itself, uh, write, write you right to sleep too. So I guess my main message, as always, is I'm glad you're here. I've been there in the deep, dark night, and I hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, uh, like, I appreciate you coming by, and I work hard, I yearn, and I strive to help you, uh, you know, drift off into dreamland. So uh, thanks for coming by. All right. Hey, everybody. It's our uh, semi-new serial episodic series, not a serial series. Uh, episodic series. Well, this episode's a two-parter, but independent parts. I guess and all all parts are independent in some way, interrelated maybe. Anyway, this is our new series, Big Farm in the Sky, Private Eye, about a private eye on the big farm in the sky, and his partner, well now partners, uh, DK and G, who live on Earth as a human, you know, regular, regular ten-year-olds. And they spend most of their time solving cases, just like, you know, those great uh, Encyclopedia Brown, Poirot or whatever the heck that, you know, Madame Tussauds. I don't know, Madame Tussauds ever solve any cases or she just runs a wax museum. But cases like that, all you know, uh, you know, Nancy Drew, all those uh, cases, but they're solving theirs in the big farm in the sky for the most part. Though this case, particular case, uh, takes place on Earth, or it did till the clues took us back to the big farm. So we're just catching up on this case. They're looking for a m- music box, uh, and they've just returned to the big farm in the sky. Well, j- well the, the, the kids didn't, you know, because they're still, they're not big farm residents. You, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's a big farm, big, big farm in the sky. Get in here. Holy, sorry. So I guess somebody laid, uh, oh, my friend, I'm sorry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, no, you, well, yeah, you can't say that because it's so sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for the, is this like a Magnum PI? Can you, it's time for the big farm in the sky, private eye. Let's crack this case. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to, I'll have to write a script. Thanks, big farm in the sky. Thanks, everybody. Hey, this is Simon. I'm here, uh, and I'm back here on the big farm. Uh, he was hearing this voice while I was waiting for you. You know, my house, I, I think I was telling you, it moved uh, to the beach and, 
we're looking for DK's music box. And I, I, we've tried, I said, we've got to find her grandpa because he, he knows where it is. And we figured he's in the sea. He loved aquariums. The sea came to me. We brought the case. There was a message in the bottle thing. So we figure he's in the sea somewhere. So, so I think I'm just going to get in the water here. And, uh, like, uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, this is different. It's a big farm. Oh, wow, this water feels great. I'm just kidding. Since this is a recording, I was trying to make it, you know, dramatic. Uh, I'm here in the water. I'm taking a little break. I wanted to tell you about the first part of the, the attempt to crack the case. Uh, I got in the water, and I said, okay, i got to find this grandpa. And I said, yeah, yeah, I had to overcome my fear of asking for help, uh, sea creatures and, and well, people. On the, I said, you see a grandpa? And they, they got a, quickly I learned that that's a joke uh, new people tell. And, or some people say, have you seen my grandpa? And then the people say, well, that doesn't do me any good. You're going to have to give me more details. And I, that that was the last person I asked. I said, well, he, then I said, I just went with it. I said, yes. I said, well, he, he loves the sea. And he said, well, it's a big sea. He goes, you're, you're in the right place, but it's a big oh, big sea out there, you know, bigger than the ones in the earth, and those are humongous. But he said, the answers are probably in there for you to be found. So then I, I got in the water, went under there, still under the water, which is weird, but don't worry about it. Uh, and I said, geez, maybe I should have been I mean, maybe I should have, should I just go back and get, but G and DK kind of were like, you can do this. You're the detective, the PI. And I was sitting there and I was walking forward. I said, okay, let's keep walking. Cause I know the, the regular oceans, they got this shelf thing of a jig, uh, where drought, you know, where the, where it gets. So I said, I keep walking to that point. And I seen that Nemo movie. And I said, man, I got, I got it. I said, maybe I could find one of those turtles that says dude or whatever. But I, and I was talking to myself, and then I see a fish come up to me, and it's listening in. It, it, first it was, like, was at a distance listening in my mumbling. And it was a red fish. I, I don't know what kind of freaking fish it was. but uh, And then it got a little closer, and then I noticed I noticed it. So then it came up, uh, and I said, how you doing? And the fish said, it looks like I'm doing better than you. I said, yeah, I'm looking for my gramps. Uh, well, not really. I'm looking for gramps, DK's grandfather. And I know there's probably a lot of grandfathers around here, you know, doing stuff. Uh, but I got to find him. I got some questions for him. And the fish kind of nodded. And it said, you got to find a grandfather, huh? And I said, yeah, yeah. And they said, how can you swim? And I said, I, he said, I, I don't know. I've never swimmed in the bit, you know, po- I have this my first post, uh, you know, sec- whatever we call this second, whatever my reboot, you know, v- version 2.0 plus or whatever I am here. This is my first swim. But, but, but when I was on earth, I didn't know how to swim. And the fish said, don't worry, you could draft with us. And then a bunch of other redfish came and they said, follow us. So I started following them, and we went through the sea. And the first place we stopped, it was this was really the only place we stopped. It was these tubes. And I recognized them from a G.I. Joe episode I had watched with my, like, uh, I guess it was my youngest. Anyway, not important. These giant tubes, uh, 
way bigger than humans, uh, under the sea, at the bottom of the sea. And I said, what are these? Are these the ones that the worms live in, the friendly worms? They said, oh, yeah, well, sometimes. They said, also, people like to live down here. They said, it's very comfortable. They have these smaller tubes, which were like human size. And they said they're very cozy, you know, because it, this is a different circumstance than on Earth. You know, you could live in a tube under the sea. And they said, believe it or not, Abe Lincoln lives down here. And I said, the, I said, like, Gabe Lincoln, did you say Gabe Lincoln or Abe Lincoln? They said, Abraham Lincoln likes to sleep in a tube. Under, they said, he's out on, you know, he's out on a speaking circuit or something. And I said, you got it. And they said, these are the ones from G.I. Joe. And they said, they're similar. Yeah, these are giant tube worms. And, uh, you know, but the worms, they're all sleeping too. And, they, they, you know, they, they got better things to do. And I said, well, do you see, and they said, do you see their grandfather? He said, well, if he's sleeping, I said, how many tubes? They said, a lot of tubes. Uh, and I said, well, I, I said, I guess we won't find him if he's sleeping in a tube. I said, how long does Abe Lincoln sleep for in a tube? And they said, for, I said, what about Henry Harrison? Is he down? Does he like to sleep? They said, who's that? And I said, never mind. I, 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 and they said, then they took me, they, they said, then one of them looked at each other, said, under the sea. And I said, uh, so then we went to like this community of people that I guess when they were back on Earth they were big fans of that SpongeBob, uh, Bikini Bottom was the name of the town where and not just SpongeBob, like who lives in a pineapple under the sea, all the fans. Uh, so it was called Bikini Bottom, but it was different because there was lots more pineapples under there, a bit like a theme park and. Uh, People seemed happy living down there under the sea, Lake Olivia. And they said, are these seep? And they said, I don't think he's into SpongeBob. And and actually, people, there's so many people there. I said, you've seen a grandpa that has a granddaughter by the name of DK. He would have been talking about her probably. He's, she's the apple of his eye. And everyone said, no, no, no new, no new grandfathers. Uh, you know, except for the ones that like to, you know, there's a couple, there's a lot of people that dread, you know, it's like, uh, they, they, G was telling me one time about this cosplay stuff. Uh, it's a bit like it. Uh, I can't, I can't blame the people. I said, you, you and then it's fun. I could make jokes. I said, you mind if I lick your house? Uh, and they said, well, to, to pineapples are spiky on the outside. And, the, and they said on the inside, it's a house. Uh, so those were the, the that was bikini bottom. Then we headed over to all the trenches. They said some people like these trenches. Another good place to sleep. Very dark, uh, these trenches. Also lots of adventure stuff, because even on Earth, people don't know what's in there. But here, there's no pressure or anything. Also, people that are into, like, uh, psilocybin types things, uh, they like it. Because you can watch the sparkle fish. It looked cool. It's all dark, and then you see little things floating around. And because of the, the, there's less physical loss, it still is. I don't under, I guess like uh, otherwise you'd have chaos. But uh, you could breathe down there. You could float on your back. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, and again, I think G tried to say, geez, it's just simple. You're you're creating the rules. You just don't read. And I said, my subconscious is making the rules of the whole big farm. And then she said, never mind. This was another discussion. But so we looked around the trenches. I asked a couple of those. Uh, Glowfish, uh, 
Well, again, I guess I try to make out too many jokes. I said, is there any, I said, is there, is the glowworm the good night friend around? And they said, who's that? And I said, what do you don't, you don't even, you haven't lived, nobody from the last 40 years has been down here. They said, glowworm's your good night friend. And then they said, is there a glow? And then a glowworm came and it, it, it looked different than the glowworm toy. Then they went, very, very accommodating, these deep trench people. Then they went and got a glowworm toy. And then I said, no, no, I'm actually looking for a grandfather. Uh, and would have been talking about, D- he might have had a music box. They said, no, no music boxes. Not a lot of grandfathers lately. You know, except, you know, unless they were a big fan. And they said, no, they're not big fans of C- 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 Jacques Cousteau. And they said, have you tried any of the Atlanta, Atlanta, I think they said Atlanta, Atlantises, Atlantises, Atlanta. And then I said, I got it. So I said, there's more than one Atlanta. And then the fish, redfish said, come on, follow us. And it turns out that because of people who love it, they said, the fish were like, yeah, did he like Atlantis? And I said, well, who doesn't like it, like Atlantis? And they said, well, which part? Because there's more than one they said there's a, so then we went to the ruins of Atlantis, which is like where people that are into archaeology or anthropology, you know, and I said, I don't know. I, I really don't know too much about it. I said, he's a grandfather with a music box and also a, uh, maybe a clock and glasses and recent, recent, he's, he's newer than I am, I think. Uh, I don't have my date book with me. And then, so the ruins of Atlantis we went through. Again, there's a lot of people there. And they said, like, they wanted to give me a tour. I said, I don't have time for a tour. I'm following these fish around, these red fish. You know, trying to follow the case by just following them or solve the case. I guess at, the, at this point, that's all I was doing. And then we went to Atlantis, Atlanta, Atlanta. There was like a regular Atlantis that was like ultra modern, under the sea, mer people, which are different than mermaids. Uh, I guess if you like, and I said I, I didn't even have. I said okay, get, let's get. I said like let's just ask and go because I can't start to process. Uh, he said, "Is this the big farm for mer people or people that are obsessed with?" It? But I said, "Forget it." Uh, and he says, especially with Jar Jar's around here. I said, I think that was his Gungans, but the same difference. Then we went to New Atlantis, which was, I guess, an offshoot of Atlantis, uh, but newer, you know, for people that, uh, you know, wanted to start their own thing. And that was like, uh, oh, I can't remember that. Art Nouveau, I think, was the, the style of the architecture there. Like, steam, you could say, you no, know, steampunk is more Victorian. That was at Atlantis City. See, I'm starting to get these Atlantis mixed up. So that that was like I think I liked New Atlantis the best because it was like uh, I just like that kind of uh, architecture. I think that was the one. But you know, they're they're all pretty nice except once you start in the like the other ones. Uh, they they one of them had like mall. You know, it was enclosed with air. Basically, it was it was a goose. We we went through all those no gramps, no grandfather. Yeah, then we went to through sea caves. They said sea caves. What about, I said doubtful, but I said maybe. 
Then shipwrecks, I hadn't even thought of it. They said humans love shipwrecks. Uh, so then we went through all these different, and, and they said, they said there's a lot of shipwrecks. I said, okay, this is a train wreck. This looking everywhere and under the sea for gramps. And I said, give me a minute. So then, like, I stopped, we stopped at a, I said, is one-eyed Willie ship down here? They said a recreation of it, uh. And I said, was Chunk and, did they find Chunk and Sloth? Uh, did they get back on the, I wrote a, I think I wrote a novel, The Adventures of Chunk and Sloth. Uh, and they said, we think, I think we, they, then they were giving me, they said, we think we found that in the garbage. So I sat on this ship and I was trying to think of like, okay, this is not working, following these fish around. And at first I was blaming myself because I guess it was my fault, but then I noticed out of the corner of my eye, these friggin' red fish, like when I wasn't, when they, when I wasn't like, uh, engaging them, they were following their, they were just chasing their tails around. And I said, what in the heck? And then I noticed the seahorse was watching me watching and he was laughing. Uh, and he said, those hair, they get, they just chase their head around those herrings. Uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, I go, uh, well, I guess if you give them, and they, like I said, uh, how you doing? I said, are you a seahorse? And the seahorse said, you know, nay, yeah, yeah, yes, I am. And I said, how you, I go, I go, I've been swimming around the ocean, these oceans or whatever you call them with these, uh, he said, I've been every, I mean, I'm wiped out. And the seahorse said, well, what's with the glum face? You tired or something? What, what were you doing with the uh, herrings? I said, well, I was trying to, uh, I was trying to find this gramps. And then I said, you, like, the seahorse kind of came in and said, you're just chasing fish around the whole sea looking for one gramps. That's pretty silly. And I said, I know. I, I said, we went through all these different places where gramps would live and, uh, like, uh, it was, you know, all places where pe people would want to live, but he didn't, I couldn't think of, uh, and the seahorse said, slow down, slow down. So you're trying to find your gra your gramps. And he said, well, close, DK's gramps. I'm looking for him to see if he has a music box. It's a, like, I'm a detective. I'm a private eye. And I'm trying to find this uh, music box for a young, young, young lady. And the seahorse said, well, I'm a loyal steed, so I'm here, I'll help you. And I said, great. I, I said, uh, where else in the sea do you think Gramps is? And the seahorse looked at me, and I, I, I said, we've checked most, I said, it feels like we've checked most of it. They said there's a lot more shipwrecks we could look at. And the seahorse said, well, think about what you said. Like, you've been to places where people would want to live. Where do you think Gramps would want to live? And I said, a mermaid house. And the seahorse, the seahorse said, as far as I know, mermaids don't, mermaids don't live in houses. And I said, do they live in homes? Uh, and then the mermaid, mermaid said, tell me what a mermaid house means to you. And I said, it's a decoration in a fish tank, but it's the only thing I have to go on. And then the mermaid, the uh, seahorse said, tell me more. And I said, well, Gramps had a fish tank uh, with a mermaid house. And it was kind of like his uh, comfort item. And he said, do you know what a mer comfort item? The mermaid said, yeah, I, I, I suck the end of my tail. That's my comfort item. And he said, it's got to be terrible for your teeth. And the mermaid said, or I mean, the seahorse uh, said, it's, yeah, no, no doubt that seahorse don't have teeth. And I said, well, that's great. And I, he said, well, what's this mermaid house? And I said, well, and then I try, I grabbed some mud and, uh, 
I tried to make it, but I really didn't do a good job since it was made by some, you know, person that makes, you know, art for uh, fish tanks. And mine looked more like a big mud, ball of mud, because that's kind of what it was. But I was trying to put leaves on the side, because that's kind of what the mermaid house looked like. It was made from red leaves. And the seahorse said, okay, I've seen something like that before. Let me think. Uh, and the seahorse said, okay, some mammals. I think. He goes, he goes the TBDs. Uh, and I said, the TB to be decided. I said, are you joking with me? To be decided? I said, TBD? And the seahorse said, no, no, true, true believers in dolphinism. It's a place where humans go. And I said, okay. And they got houses like that. And they said, and they said let's do it. And the seahorse said, hop on. And they said, what should I call you if you're going to be my loyal, and he said, Bert. And I said, Bert, my loyal seahorse steed, let's go to this, where, where are we going? And, and, and then we were talking as we were going. And Bert said, there's mud-based, mud and grass-based dwellings at this TBD ranch. They live in a ranch. And I said, well, I said, that's great. Uh, but I said, did you say true believers in dolphinism or was that my hearing? And he said, no, no, no. He said, for humans, they come with here with a, like some people come with a dolphin based belief system or dolphin influenced uh, or an affinity for dolphins. Or they get here and they say, well, you're true. You, you believe in dolphinism. I'd like to spend some of my time here on the big farm learning about that. He goes, but they're also kind of recruiting people. They they kind of, uh, they talk about their dolphin, you know, that they're true, they're true believers in dolphinism. And Bert said, he's not even, he said, it involves astral projection, I think. Uh, he said, but they definitely live in houses that look kind of like that. Uh, he said, do they use crystals at all? And Bert said, do, how do you, do you believe in, are you a true believer in dolphinism? And I said, well, I like dolphins. I can't, I can't say, he said, this big farm, it was weird enough on the surface. It's even stranger down here. And Bert said, it is, it is. He goes, you are interesting people, you human beings. Uh, and I said, it was true. But I said, holy mackerel. Uh, I said, I like dolphins. Is there like a, like a lighter version of it? Like people that might be friends with dolphins? And Bert said, it was probably somewhere, but not with mud grass houses that I know of. And I said, well, I said, I said, how long do we have? He said, a little while. I said, okay, let's talk. I said, so they have crystals. Uh, what else? Uh, and then Bert was telling me they do bubble chanting. And I said, well, that's interesting. And I said, well, what's bubble chant? Is it like I imagine it? Like, and then I did it, uh. Like, and then Bert said, exactly, exactly like that, chanting while blowing bubbles under the water. And I said, what, what, what are they, like, give me just a taste of their belief system. And Bert said, let's say, like, based on the unified mammal theory. And I said, the unified, I said, are, are seahorses aren't mammals. I, I, I said, you're like, he said, you have some interesting stuff going on, right? You seahorses, I think. And I noticed Bert put his tail in his mouth. So I said, okay, listen, I said, it's fine, Bert. We're not, we don't need to talk about you. And they said, unified mammal theory. And I said, yeah, something about the great uniting 
of all the mammals. And I said, oh, boy. Then I asked, like, are dolphins involved at all? Bert said, I'm not sure if it's projections or real dolphins. That's a great question. And I said, is there anything when I get there I should be aware of or, or, you know, concerned with, Bert? And Bert said, well, only if you're attached to your current uh, mammal identity. And I said, well, I'm losing it. I said, every passing minute under this sea, I'm losing my attachment. I said, so that, I said, that may be an issue. And then we got there and uh, there was a, there was a big, you know, we had to wait for a big uh, bubble chanting circle or something to break up. And everyone seemed happy to be there. There was a little bit of uh, whatever, you know, they weren't exactly excited to see a seahorse, uh, which I said, I've been riding a seahorse. You got to be kidding me. It's great. And they said, well, dolphin, you know, and I said, well, the seahorse is more like a horse-like than a dolphin. And then we went and saw their houses. I said, you mind? They said, are you thinking about joining us? Well, you know, they're very friendly. But I said, well, I'm kind of a tra-. And they said, well, you once you understand and once you, you know, why don't you come to a beginner? To, and I said, okay, I'll be honest with you. I'm just here looking for a grandfather with a music box. And they said, oh boy, like, uh, don't, like, and then, then they said, why don't we, and then it was getting, I don't even know how much time passed, but I had the sense that the, the, even the TBDers were going to bed. This was their evening thing. So they said, why don't you, we put you up for the night. And then they brought me to one of these things, their homes. And I said, well, this isn't a mermaid house. They said, no, this is a, like a, a, mer, a, a mammalian mound, I think they called it. And then uh, the seahorse said, you know, like, uh, like uh, we got stuff to do or something. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'll stay here with the doll. And I said, just, you know, I'm just your guest. They said, that's fine. You know, we welcome guests. And I said, I'm not dolphin curious or whatever. Like, I mean, and I don't mean that either way, either way. Belief system, you said, I'm not curious. Uh, he said, dolphins are great. Mammals, you know, most mostly. And I said, I got to go to bed. I'm so beat. And they said, fine. So then I went to my room. I said, oh, great. So I got to get a call, call into G. And so that's what I did, G. That's why I was filling you in on this part here. In DK, so it's now looking great. I guess is what I'm really trying to tell you both. And I guess like that. That's I mean, like I don't know where else to where else to go. I mean, I don't know. Like you two have been listening so patiently. Okay, go ahead, DK. Make sure he's not there. Well, I'm not positive he's not here, but every place we went, there was no. I don't know. My gut tells me he's not here. I'll tell you that much. Okay, why? Thanks, thanks, G. Just the houses. As soon as I saw the house, my gut said this isn't the place. Uh, doesn't look like a mermaid house. And like the mermaids, like the seahorse said, the mermaids don't even live in houses. Maybe that was like a, maybe they call them cabana. Maybe it's a mermaid cabana. Maybe tomorrow I could ask are there are there such a thing as mermaid cabanas? Or mermaid glass. Maybe it's like a tea house or like a, you know, the people build those fairy houses. Maybe it's a mermaids build it for another thing that mermaids like. Uh, but maybe it's just something they put in aquariums that doesn't have like, uh, like, some, like something down here that's the same. You know what I mean? 
that's why I'm not feeling great either. I mean, I feel sure he's not here in the TBD. And no, gee, I'm not going to take any chanting classes. It'd be good to welcome a commu- join a community that's interested in having me join them. That's hilarious, gee. I'm not going to join this community. Like, I'm not a true, like, I'm a true believer in staying home by myself. That's what I believe in. I mean, it, what if there's another, I guess they just come back to the mermaid house. Like, what if, like, it is a different name for it other than, like, said, a cabana? What else uh, between the two of you? What, what is it, G? What if we're looking for the wrong thing? What do you mean, the wrong thing? Oh, like we're looking. Okay, okay, DK, you're right, G. I think you're on the right track, DK. Close your eyes, okay? And start to think about any other times, uh, mermaids, other than mermaid houses. You said your grandfather loved mermaids too, correct? Okay, try to clear your mind and just like, let's see what bubble. Okay, Little Mermaid, of course, that makes sense. Uh, okay, see what else bubbles. Wikiwachi. Those are like the mermaids, like uh, people. Yeah, those ones I've seen. I've seen it. I saw a mural of it. Uh, haven't seen it in person. Been close by there, but I haven't been there. Okay, just loosen your grip a little bit more, uh, DK. Okay, where are you? You're with your grandfather. He's there. Think about, you know, is, instead of like, is it like, does he have a certain smell? Okay, your arms touching his. You're sitting somewhere. Okay, where are Disneyland on the Peter Pan? Okay, this is good. You're on the Peter Pan ride. So we could be looking for Peter Pan. Okay, don't interrupt. Thanks, G. Okay, you're on the Peter Pan ride with your grandfather. Is the first place you would go at Disneyland and the last place you... Okay. And he liked to get there early enough so you could ride it more than once before the line's built up. Okay. And, okay, there's a scene there where there's a mermaid garage. Okay, I can picture it. I've been on that ride with G, believe it or not. Yeah, we used to ride that. The good old days when I was earthbound. Uh, okay, and your grandfather would lean over and look down at the mermaid. Okay, so he would stare. But there was, was there a mermaid house there? No, it was like a mermaid grotto. I think you're right. Uh, or something or an island. Okay, this is good stuff. This is good stuff, DK. This is good. And he would sigh. Okay, I think he's probably like, uh, he might, I don't know if he's a TBM or a true mermaid, true believer in mermaidism. I think just mermaids. And this is interesting. Okay, so I think, uh, where does that leave us? Okay, why are you two giggling? What, did I do something? Do I have something on my nose? Why are you two giggling? Why are you two? Okay, what? What are you? What are you? You two are blushing now. What is it about the mermaids and your grandfather? I mean, have my believe me, I have my own things that I won't share with you two. Oh, your grandfather wanted to kiss and marry mermaids. You think? Well, that's. Uh, I think that's close. So you may be correct. Uh, so, if your grandfather, let's just go with the married part. I don't know what mermaids. Uh, uh, nuptial, nuptial rituals are whatever, but uh, if he did want to uh, do that, to marry a mermaid and maybe kiss her on the cheek, we'll say, 
you know, that would they, they, that would make sense why I hit a mermaid house because he would say, well, one day we're li- there was a mer- you know, did your grandfather see, show you a movie about a mermaid in a, it was a little bit like The Little Mermaid, but it was a live action with Tom Hanks and uh, he, he, he befriended a mermaid. I think it was called Splash. Uh, but yeah, they would need a house. Okay. And down here, mermaids are probably real. I don't think I've seen a mermaid, but that doesn't mean, uh, so, so if you, if you, okay, so if he was going to marry a mermaid, that would make sense why the house would give him comfort. So, may, so I guess a mermaid, what do you think? Should, so tomorrow, should I look for a mermaid, like where mermaids live under the sea? Thank you. Thank you, Bolt. That makes, uh, like, uh, that makes total sense. Like, so a grotto or an island or mer, mer, like mermaid, mer, mermaid area. Not mer people, we're looking for mermaids, not mer persons. Hey, this sounds easy enough. So why don't you two, two go to bed and I'll, uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to like a, go to, go to get some rest and then I'll head out tomorrow and, uh, report back. Uh, yeah. So the great part is, uh, that I don't need to go to bed. I just close my eyes and it's the next day. Almost like I'm talking, but I just rested. Felt like I had slept nine hours there in that mill. Maybe I just fell back asleep there, but, uh. Okay, I got a. Di- I don't know what these uh, did. I think the seahorse said to whistle for it because uh, they can hear these. It's uh, the dolphin folks. Uh, okay, I'm gonna whistle as soon as I open this door. Yeah, hi. I'll be over. Oh, you're doing your morning chanting. Great. Well, I'm just gonna whistle. Okay, here comes the seahorse. Yeah, this is this is Bert, my seahorse steed. Thanks. Okay, Bert, get out of here. Let's go. Yeah, so hey, hey, Bert, I think I cracked the case here. Like, uh, we need it like a mermaid grotto or or a mermaid, like a place where mermaids live. Uh, I've been betting there's like a million of them. Uh, mermaids like privacy. Well, that makes sense why they live in a grotto. Okay, what about ones with like a cabanas or grass, grass houses or grass huts that are like rust colored grass? Uh, or green grass, I guess it could be like with grass houses, like the one, like kind of like the ball of mud and where the TBDers lived. Okay, what do you mean? Don't worry about it. We got plenty of time. Listen, having like I'm, how sure am I? He lives at a mermaid grotto. Pretty sure. Uh, we like an eternity to find the mermaid. Won't you get tired swimming around? That's not how it works here. Well, I'll probably get tired. No, I really don't, uh, I don't have them. Like, 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 uh, there's a little, little earthbound wrinkle in finding this grandfather, even though he lives here. Uh, let me tell you, do, I don't know if you know, like, uh, the twinkle in, in a niece's eye and her best friend, Earth, my niece G and her best friend DK. But she needs the music box, much like how you put your tail in your mouth. I hope you wash it, uh, as your mother probably said, which causes you to put your tail in your mouth. Anyway, Bert, uh, this is a G's comfort item, and she's or DK's. Uh, G's has hers, but uh, and she needs it because she's going through like a bit of like uh, her, 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 her. So we got to get it back for her. Okay, so details other than the grass house, uh, uh, like, like, uh, 
like glasses. The grandpa had glasses. Okay, if you had a tail segment for every grandfather with glasses, you would, that would be bad because it would be harder for you to get in your mouth. Uh, okay, what about uh, he has a he may have a leather travel clock. Uh, could we? You're right. There's no way to find a leather travel clock or 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 music box. That was the other thing. Like, what about a giant like a uh, like travel clock? It was a kind of travel clock. I don't know if you like uh, it would pop open. It'd make a popping mechanical travel clock. What about any clicking, like from a clock? Well, travel clock is like a, never mind. It's too, like a, thank you for humoring me and pretending me. Like, uh, yeah, I realize you, you just, so you don't have spy satellites up here in the big farm. Well, okay. What are the details? Like, like, why is this gotta be so difficult? That's my question. Uh, Bert, I mean, like, uh, I guess they keep talking because they keep waiting for things to just fall into place, like uh, that someone's hearing my bubbling words, and they'll say, hey, here's your grandpa you're looking for. Uh, like, uh, they have to deal with it. Oh, nothing's easy even here. Okay, so other details, uh, unique details. Thank you, Bert. Uh, well, like, uh, is there, like, a general area? Where, okay, that's where we're headed. Mermaid Shallows, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe people call them, I think people call them Gramps, that isn't going to help, uh, I don't know, we tried last night, I thought Mermaid Grotto, I was feeling good, pretty good about it last night, uh, Mer Peter Pan, any, 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 uh, Mermaid Grottos that look like the Peter Pan ride, yeah, lots of them, uh, yeah, I know. Um, oof, uh, music box, uh, you tell me more. It was a music box that played, uh, Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, Dorme Vaux. There's not any, oh boy, you just froze and you just took your tail out of your mouth. You t is there anything, Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, Dorme Vaux? You, you know what that goes, you know how that, you know exactly how that goes? Why, Bert? Bert, are you smile? Why are you you're really swimming fast, Bert? Uh, oh, Sleepy Seahorse Bay. Tell me more about it, Bert. I f I'm feeling good now. That's where we're going. A positive si Okay, Bert. Tell it's a positive sirens. All the seahorses uh, get in this bay, and there's all these mermaids that sing Frere Jacques or Frere Jacques Dormevo. It's the latest thing with with the seahorses. Uh, Oh, your therapist said that maybe it'll get you to stop sucking on your tail. I, 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 I know you don't suck on it. I know you just put it in your mouth. Okay, that's fine. I'm not judging you. I'm just wondering, you know, even though this is the big farm in the sky, if you should be putting your tail in your mouth, but I'm sure it's normal. So echoing out of this grotto is Frere Jacques. Okay, so this is the spot then. This is, holy cow, uh. This is it. Wait, Bert, are you falling asleep? There's like tons of sleep seahorses asleep around here. I can kind of let me swim up to the surface. So I can hear Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques Dormez-vous playing. It's a beautiful song. I guess swim to the shore here. And into the cove. Here we go. Oh, boy, this is really nice. I think I'm just going to lie in the sand here. So nice and warm. 
The sun's on my face. My body's slack and relaxed from the swimming. This feels like heaven, I'll tell you. I'm going to roll my head around here. Feels so loose. Uh, this is great. Uh, this beautiful song. I can't even hear the words anymore. I can just feel the spirits and I'm feeling some uh, sensuality from the song too. I might, I may have to stay on this beach. And I can see over there those mermaids uh, singing. Wait, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a gra- there, there's somebody building a grass mermaid house with red grass. Uh, they, they, that's got okay. I gotta get out of this. Okay, let me try it over here. Hey, Gramps, is that you? Gramps, uh, are you uh, DK's grandfather? Grandfather, oh, excuse me. How you doing? I'm Simon. I'm uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 uh, G's G's uh, G's uncle. Yeah, pleased to meet you. Uh, welcome to the big. Yeah, I've been up here a little while. I have not. Is this your these these your mermaid singers? Okay, I I, I can t- no need to giggle like that, uh, Gramps. That's weird. Uh, I get it. I don't. I mean, I'm actually not here. I, maybe we could be friends late later, though. I don't know if this is my scene. This is a lot of. Uh, anyway, Gramps, we got to focus because I can feel the uh, power and allure of the mermaids. Uh, uh, do you have your glasses and your travel clock and uh, DK's music box here? No. Well, what about, where's DK's music box? That's really why I'm here. I'm here to, is she, no, she's still on earth. She, she's doing great. She actually moved in with G and her, her parents. Uh, yeah, it's great of them. But I wanted to get her the music back. She can't find it and she wants to listen to it, you know, to make her feel, you know, she misses you. I can see them. Yeah, it's just a genetic thing or something. Not everybody up here can go see humans. Uh, I think you probably get to see all these mermaids. That's different. Me, I live alone, uh, so I got the power to go back and, uh, you know, make a, you know, pull an apparition, as they say. No, it's an, it's a natural thing. No special schooling to do it. Well, there's no reason to be jealous. I think it's either you've, you're you're living in a paradise here. So where's the music box? You left it. You gave it to a nurse at the hospital uh, for safekeeping for DK. Okay, well that's okay. Great uh, case. I got to get out of here. Good to see you, Gramps. Uh, oh wait, my dolphin steed or my my seahorse steed is. Uh, can you have those uh, um, mermaids? And I'm going to swim back to my uh, seahorse. And uh, can you have them stop singing for a few minutes while I wake my seahorse up? Okay, I'm going to whistle. Hey, Bart, come get me. Okay, hey, Bart, let, let's, uh, can you just take me back to the beach I live on? Do you know where that is? You do. Are seahorses, is this like the uh, uh, car service of the future of, of uh, a little bit? Oh, wow, that was fast. It's always a short trip when you know where you're going, huh? Well, yeah, my best to everybody else. And, uh, you know, maybe go listen to those uh, mermaids instead of putting your tail in your mouth, Bert. Okay, thanks for dropping me off on the beach here by my house. I'm going to go inside and contact my niece and just go in my house. And, hey, uh, G and DK, it's me, Simon. 
Hey, I just I, I, I just like to announce my arrival before I get there. Uh, great news. Oh, wait, you're already... Is that the music box playing? Oh, you got a call. You, one of your friends or your dad, the nurse, yeah, she had it. Uh, yeah, you just found out your your, your, grand, your grandfather. Uh, yeah, he sends his love. Uh, he said, listen to the uh, music. He's with... He lives... He did Mary Mermaid. I mean, kind of like a loose definition. No, they're they're more engaged. Uh, they're engaged for sure. Uh, yeah, they're engaged. They're they're going to be friends first. Uh, casual friends. It seemed like uh, some sort of casual friendship arrangements, and get to know each other. Yeah, so that's great. He he loves you so much. He said he wished he had the power to come back and. Uh, he said, I could give you a kiss on the cheek and the hug. There you go. There's one. Well, yeah, it, it feels different because it's, uh, I'm not a, a human. It's not as warm. Uh, and thank you. So I guess we solved that case of the music box. And uh, I'll leave you two to talk about, uh, to listen to your music and giggle. And I'm just going to go home and go to bed till we, until it's time to crack the next case. Uh, yeah, good night. Good night, everybody.